SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. Live from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. I'm a soul man. Hey, folks, Brian Blessing, thrilled to be with you on a Wednesday. Vegas Sportsbook Radio in Las Vegas. We've got a great two hours lined up for you. In our number one, Cam Stewart is going to join us. It's always worth a chuckle or two, and we're really going to dive into the PGA Championship in our number two, we'll do more of the same with Jeff Sherman from the Superbook, who's absolutely spectacular in terms of the indexes, offerings, props, group matchups uh, when it comes to all things golf, and specifically our friends over at the Westgate, the Superbook, uh, the offerings they put together and the opinions that Jeff has on golf second to none. So we'll really get you ready for the PGA Championship today. Stevie Slapshot, of course, uh, will be checking in with us as well. And Mark Lawrence from PlaybookSports.com will join us in hour number two. Glad to be with you. As always, our producer, Chris Pavona, back in New York. And we're looking back to what happened on Tuesday night. And it was a wild Tuesday night. I mean, there's a lot of big stuff going on. We had this new format in the NBA where you've got the 7, 8, 9, and 10 seeds playing. Charlotte beat Indiana. Excuse me, Indiana beat Charlotte 144 to 117. Brissett at 23 points. Now, this is an Indiana team. They just put up a truckload of points, lit them up with 144 points. And Indiana's going to move on to beat Washington, who fell short against the Celts. You know, we talked about the Celtics a little bit, not playing possum, but only two-point favorites yesterday against Washington. Their lot in life had been kind of determined, and you wonder if they just said, hey, let's kick our feet up, get healthy and fresh and manage minutes, and Boston maybe flips a mini switch. That's what they did. They beat Washington 118 to 100. And the story is Jason Tatum, 50 points in the W for the Celtics, who now advance and have a date with the Brooklyn Nets. And then, of course, we got the games coming up tonight. San Antonio's at Memphis, Golden State at L.A. And everybody's going to be clamoring to watch that one with Curry going against LeBron James. The numbers for you. Memphis is a four-point favorite. Total on the game is 222. One and a half to 22. That actually looks maybe a little low to me. And this Lakers number went from four yesterday to a Nevada consensus of five. I think Curry might be able to knock them down here and keep this really interesting. And I know the Lakers take a lot of money. I got a funny feeling maybe the Golden State hangs with them. Total on the game coming down a little bit. It was in the 221 range. Looking at 219 and a half as a consensus number. And then we talk about what happened on ice in the National Hockey League Tuesday night. Some really good stuff. Listen, there's just back class. That's all there is to it. Panthers, great season. Yeah, rivalry. 
blah, 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 in Florida. The Lightning win the game 3-1, win both games on the road. Great season for the Panthers. The Lightning say not so fast. We're here to defend our Stanley Cup. Pilat had a goal and assist, and Vasilevsky was solid between the pipes. Obviously a lot tighter game than the first game in that series, but the Lightning showed some bad class and win. Penn's a must-win situation on home ice, and they beat the Islanders. The final score there was 2-1. to one. Jerry actually played pretty good for the Pens. They had to get the W there, as did Las Vegas, who lost one nothing in overtime in game one to the Wild, and it was looking like more of the same. Nothing, nothing after one. Flurry stood on his head for Vegas. The Wild really went for the Golden Knights' lungs. Flurry keeps a minute, and then all of a sudden, Dumba gets a goal in the second period, and believe me, there wasn't an ounce of oxygen in T-Mobile Arena, but 18 seconds later, Jonathan March is so scored. Tuck gets the last two goals. Vegas finds their game. A little bit of confidence now. Tied the series at one. Really was a must win for the Golden Knights. They have not played well in Minnesota, and now they're going to what's been a house of horrors for them, but they're actually going there with a tad bit of momentum, and Pacioretty's been out, and I think everybody's just, oh, woe is me, Pat, Max Pacioretty's not in the lineup. Well, hey, the bottom line is when you get to the playoffs, a lot of teams are hurt, and there's got to be a next man up, and March or so comes up with a huge goal, and Alex Tuck got two. So the Golden Knights keep their head above water, and things are really heating up. Then we get change of venue games in the NHL uh, this evening with Boston. Series tied at one. Marshawn gets the uh, game-winning goal the other night in uh, overtime. And we're looking at the Bruins. Pretty juicy price here for two teams that basically play one-goal games. Uh, the Bruins about a $1.65, favorite. Nashville at Carolina. Carolina comfortably wins game one. But if you're the road team, all you're trying to do is get a split. So $1.85 on the Hurricanes. Total on the game is five and a half. Nashville, hey, listen, they come up with a big effort tonight. They can make this an interesting series before it heads back to Nashville. And then, lo and behold, how about congratulations, the Canadian teams get to get involved in all the action. Winnipeg is at Edmonton game one, and we're looking at the Oilers about a $1.50 favorite. We're looking at a consensus total of six under 20. Now, you've got McDavid and Dreisaitl. Don't sleep on the firepower the Winnipeg Jets have. Shifley alone can take over a series. He's such an underrated player. This should actually be, a, I think, a little more interesting than a lot of people might give credence to. I think Winnipeg can hang with Edmonton, and we'll get a good taste of it here in game one. So, uh, the hockey's been great, and then game two, St. Louis and Colorado again, an overinflated price. Colorado's a $3 favorite, and the total in the game is five and a half. Same thing. Blues can make this interesting with a big effort tonight. All right, coming back, Cam Stewart. We're going to be diving into the PGA Championship right here on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. 
Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit uzucbdplus.com today. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. All right, folks, back with you on Vegas Sportsbook Radio on a Wednesday. Brian Blessing here with Stevie Slapshot coming up in a little bit. We're going to dive into the PGA Championship with Cam Stewart, which will, I can assure you, be worth a chuckle. If only, Stevie, we could get Cam to loosen up and come out of his shell. How you doing, buddy? Oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm waiting for him to, uh, you know, kind of burst onto the scene. That's a good word. It's, it's pretty much what he does. All right, so we're listen, we're rocking and rolling here uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, which have been nothing short of amazing. I mean, these, these games have been uh, just the passion that's on display is spectacular. I mean, Washington, Boston. Uh, man alive, you just talk about, like that hit Wilson put on, in the, he launched the guy into the bench. These guys are selling out, and it is really, it's just a war of attrition. Very physical game. Uh, both games, very physical. Uh, Marchand was running around like Marchand does. I know, I know. But hey, we're looking ahead to the games tonight, and we get the change of venue with Washington at Boston, and there's no reason to think, and I think the track record has been, these guys do nothing but play one-goal games. More of the same, I think. I I, I think so too, Brian. Uh, it's, 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 God, it's fun to watch. I I had Washington last game. Unfortunately, I'm I'm one and one in that series, and I'm a Bruins fan. This is tough. My my money's on one side, my heart's on the other. Uh, but it's been fantastic hockey. And, uh, yeah, Brian, it, it, this whole series will be close one-goal games, I think. That's the way these teams are. I mean, this will sound like hockey cliche-ish, but you watch it, and it gives every indication that it's going seven and going to overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well again, the, the first two games have both gone overtime. By the way, the first four games of the NHL playoffs go overtime. And, uh, how fantastic is that? And the first two games of this series go overtime. Obviously, one goal games, and it's and it's one game apiece. I mean, that, that, this is as even as it can be between these two teams, the Caps and the Bruins. All right, the other game. Well, there are two other games, but Nashville and Carolina. Carolina is a dollar eighty-five, dollar ninety. Totals five and a half to the under. Give give Car- uh, Nashville some marks here. They showed up. Good game. I mean, I, I thought they played hard. But clearly, there's an atmosphere and a buzz in that building. I don't know what they're saying, how many fans are there, but there are more than they're saying. That that place was the most raucous building I've seen this year. They, they call them the Caniacs? Yeah, well, they do the skull thing after the game. Yeah. They're starting that stuff again. So I was listening on the radio, and again, it's it, – you could, you're right, Brian. You could feel the atmosphere in that thing listening on the radio. Yeah, I mean that, that that's like uh, that's like Nashville used to be, and uh, and very much like Vegas, and uh, and and they are buzzing. I want no part of Nashville here. I just don't think that they match up with Carolina. Carolina is a really, really good, sound team. And hey, you you brought up the question. <laughs> Uh, when we were convening earlier in the week on Monday, you said, well, what do you think about Stahl coming back? How about the goal he scored from yeah. in tight? Yeah. Now, I guess you get away with that 
with a goaltender like Soros, who is one of the more diminutive goaltenders. But nonetheless, from in tight, that was a sick goal. Uh, Stahl's, Stahl's a good player. He, he's a veteran guy. He's their captain. I, I just, I, th- I thought him showing up would give him some juice. I think it, it gave him maybe a little juice. Um, I, I just, I, I like dogs in the playoffs, Brian, and I cannot put any money on Nashville here. I just, Carolina is just going to clean these guys out. I, I just feel it. Well, we get the Canadian contingent into the foray here. I would say it's about time. I find this a very, very compelling series. Game one, Edmonton. And I think the number kind of tells you something here. Edmonton had a really nice season. Winnipeg was really sketchy, hot, and cold. But here's Edmonton, $1.50 in game one. The total on the game is six. I think Hellebuck is a bit of an X factor, but I would not sleep on Winnipeg's firepower. Edmonton gets all the pub. McDavid, rightly so. McDavid, Dreisaitl. But don't sleep on the collective of Winnipeg to be able to score goals. I think it's an interesting series. I'm going to go oppo, and I'm going to go don't sleep on Edmonton. Now, we know that they can score. Here's what I – it's the same thing I'm seeing in Toronto this year. The forwards are getting back and helping out with the defense. We know that the defense in Toronto and in Edmonton of itself is not very good. But the forwards are getting back this year for those two clubs and helping out. I think Edmonton wins this series against Winnipeg. I got a feeling. I – I think it's a coin flip. I really do. I think the goaltender's a bit of an he Hellebuck an has an edge. Hellebuck does have an now, edge. If he gets lit up early in this series, you know, maybe Edmonton rolls. But if Hellebuck plays really well, I think out of the gate, I think it you know, we talk about offensive guys and like, hey, we've talked about the Golden Knights, the stuff that's in your head. When that sense of belief and you start to believe. If Hellebuck has a big game and he's seeing the puck good and he's frustrating McDavid and Dreisel, we talk about forwards, but don't sleep on a goaltender getting that element of belief and confidence. He's got back class. You know, Winnipeg, you're right, is full of veteran guys. I love a guy like Paul Statsy in the playoffs. Um, they're full of veteran guys that can get and go. And, and I like Paul Maurice a lot. I just am not feeling Winnipeg for whatever reason this year. I, again, I, I'm, I'm impressed with Edmonton. We, we always know that they could score. They could never stop anybody from scoring. And again, the goaltending, not great in Edmonton, but the forwards are getting back and helping out, and I'm impressed with that. I think you have to be very cautious to form an opinion on a game in any series. I mean, unless the, the matchup, you just see they have no answers whatsoever. But game two, St. Louis at Colorado, I just can't fathom or understand this number. Colorado's a $3 favorite. The total's 5.5 to the under. Let me tell you something. Bennington looked awesome the other night, and it was one of those, they're letting them hang around, they're letting them hang around, and then St. Louis... Got a goal, and you're in the third period in a 1-1 game, and yes, Colorado gets a goal. It opens up. Colorado put the game away. You read the box score or the paper the next morning, oh, Colorado smoked St. Louis. Ah, not so fast. I thought there, St. Louis had some really good moments in that game, and yes, McKinnon was flying, and the Avs had a million chances. 
again, I can see Bennington stealing a game here. I really can't. I and and Colorado, they win the game, so be it. The only thing I'm saying, Steve, three dollars is craziness to me. It, I don't get it. I, you know, so I had uh, St. Louis on Monday. I'll have them again here. And, and I tore up the ticket on Monday, Brian, but I don't feel bad about that. As you said, it's 1-1 in the third period. I got a chance plus, what, what was it, 250, I know. whatever. I forget what I had. But, and I'll have them again here. And you're right, Bennington can steal a game. And St. Louis can, I mean, again, 1-1 in the third period. I don't feel bad about tearing up that ticket, and I'll have St. Louis again tonight. If you're going to have St. Louis in the game, a really quick question. They're down a game. The goal is to get a split. Do you swing for the fences at like six, seven to one on the series? Because if you get the split, all of us, you know what I mean? This game changes the series. That's a it's, fit, it's a that. swing for the fences. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it could be correlated. It, it, it certainly could be. Absolutely. That it could be correlated, Brian. I know I go game to game. I, yeah, I, that's, it's just, that's just better for me. But you bring up a good point. That's that's where I'll think about that, Brian. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, but you don't have to do a lot. I mean, even right, no, you, know, right. you bet the game, but you know, you put a, a little pittance on sure. the series and then you're smiling down the road. Absolutely. All right. Good stuff, Stevie, as always. Uh, we're glad to be with you on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Coming up, Cam Stewart. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be talking about the PGA Championship, the second major, Kiowa Island. It's going to be great. We're thrilled to be with you on Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius Channel 204. We're going to tee it up talking PGA Championship when we come back to Vegas in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD+. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. All right, folks, glad to be back with you here. Sportsbook Radio, it's a treat for me. It doesn't matter the topic, but when it's hockey or golf, to me, there's no one I would rather talk about said subjects with than our friend Cam Stewart, who is all over the Sports Grid Radio Network. But we are golf maniacs, and the PGA Championship is going to be great fun for four days. I mean, we love the Puerto Rico open, but we love the majors, right? Kate? We do. We love the majors. No, it's, it's funny. I talked to this guy, Billy, the doorman. He used to watch me and Gabe like a long time ago. He married, married an Asian woman. So he bets Asian golfers. He's like, Hey, Cam, I uh, won with uh, KH Lee last week. He, like, <laughs> Good for I him. Go, so serious. Yeah, I know the guy's crazy. Like he'll bet, but he bets KH Lee, you know, Sun Giant. Like he just basically, he'll just bet like five Asian guys. And Hey, when it hits, it hits KJ KH Lee 
you, he was a guy that you had a long time ago. I remember, and it was right at the start of the pandemic. Then he was going to win a golf tournament, and some guy like it hit a cart, or somebody was in the way. Or remember, Brian? I, I, I'm almost yeah. positive it was KH Lee, and he ended up getting screwed. But you know what I like about that guy? He's got a tricky like magician mustache too. He's kind of portly, like laughing along with his caddy. And I like the guy's attitude. Like what showed me something is. He was fearless. Like when, when Sam Burns stiffed his shot, he went inside him to four feet. Like, you know what I mean? After a delay. It's weird. Look at Hideki. Win, won the Masters after the delay. KH Lee yes. played his best golf Good after point. the delay. Is it something to do with their mental focus over some of the other guys? Maybe they're, you know, they're taking care of business. There's, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, there's really no rhyme or reason to it, but he probably won it around 100 to 1 or like good pick there. But this is going to be a little bit different this week. Um, I was talking to my girlfriend, Lisa, who uh, helped me uh, win one with Matt Jones. Remember, Mr. Jones, I Mr. Know. Jones, Mr. Jones. I'll get a pick from her, but she's, she's already uh, zeroed in on Justin <laughs> Thomas, who's definitely one of the guys you have to – Brian, let's put it this way. You're not going to get a small ball hitter winning this tournament, so we can knock out a lot of guys. It's a long course. Well, the one thing about this, you had the famous Ryder Cup in 1991. There can be – carnage on this course now yes the weather forecast it doesn't appear in charleston south carolina proper the weather uh is going to have a lot of wind but this course is right on the shore so wind it looks comes, almost like a british open when i saw the, the, the video you gotta look, look nice. europeans cammy yeah. i swear to you because it is in many respects it's a link style course and you know who they talked to i think it was shane lowry who's one of my plays by the way it's uh 80 to one and we get into the reasons why in a minute, but he was talking about it and it was the first time he's been there, but he basically said, he said, if you hit 14 of the 18 greens, 14 of 18, you're way ahead of the field. Like this is greens and regulation is a monster thing to do here. If you, if you can keep it in the short grass, because believe me, there's try. And remember when Rory won this, but in 2012, mm-hmm. he won by eight shots. But, Cam, they were showing uh, highlights of his final round. He was getting up and down. He couldn't hit a green to save his life when this was here in 2012. And he won by eight. Yeah, and here's the thing about Rory McIlroy. It looks like he's back in form. You know what I mean, Brian? Like, I got him at 19-1 to 1 that week. And, he, he, and the thing about him is it's very interesting. We've talked about this. His wedge play was still, in my opinion, below average in that tournament, but he's, he hits it so big off the tee and straight, he should still be inside 10 feet a lot more. Um, he got up and down from everywhere on the par fives. His bunker play was phenomenal, and uh, I expect some of the same, but I hate to say it, but at 11-1, to 1, I can't take Rory at 11-1 to 1 just because he won a tournament. like That, that guy I'm going to scratch off my list, but I don't know where we start. Um, a guy that you know is kind of polarizing – I think should do well on a long course of this Bryson DeChambeau, 18 to one. Like where do we start this party? I know you love to go grenade hunting, but I'm not sure how deep we can go with these guys, but I do agree with one thing. I agree. Some of the win players like a Mark Leishman, uh, he's done well in open championships before. He looks <laughs> oh, good we, to me and a couple other guys. No, I was just, I was telling, like, I was telling, telling my girlfriend, I was like, listen, like I like, here's a guy that I love this week, Brian. I, I don't know if we can give her a picture. I love Daniel Berker this week. I think he's a guy last week who played really, really well. I'm not sure if he's going to win, but for top 10s and 20s. And he's a guy that doesn't get rattled. Like you saw on Sunday, he went so damn low. If it wasn't for KH Lee, he could have won that tournament. And he didn't even play his best golf. But Mark Leishman's good in the wind. Berger has a unique swing. I think that could do well here. And I like his mindset. 
And a bomb that I like is Matt Wallace at 100 to 1. I think he's a guy that I'm going to look at. I know he's, he's an emotional guy. He's kind of like a, a me, you know, up and down. He has great days and bad days. And, you know, he's got a temper out there a little bit. I don't mind it sometimes, but sometimes you got to be calm too. Because I'm going to tell you one thing, Brian, you know this. This course is going to frustrate the best players in the world. I'm sitting here, like, just laughing. I mean, chortling, as it were. You and I have been around each other so long, and we know each other so well. The guys I have written down, this is insane. Mm-hmm. All right. Lowry. Yep. Because Lowry. He, won the, he won the British Open. Mm-hmm. All right. Guys win a major, they go away for a while. But I think what you need here are guys with a – I don't like Wallace. I'll say that because I think his ball flight's too high. Yeah, it might because be too high. The, guy, the guys that I'm looking at is because they play a low ball flight. Now, you just rattled off what you rattled off. Here are the guys I got written down. Lowry, Fleetwood is a guy I'm taking a long, hard look at. It's I think Fleetwood hard. actually is a, is a play this week. I don't think he's got – I think he might be a top five, but I got to take him to win. I think he'll be there, Brian, page one, page two. I agree with okay, that. Okay, so Fleetwood, is, Fleetwood and Lowry are at the top of my list. <laughs> and then I swear to you, Cam, the names I have written down, Daniel Berger – because he's in good form and he plays that low slider. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I've got Joaquin Neiman written down at 61 like because he plays a low slider. And the other guy I've got written down as a great win player is Mark Leishman. So, I mean, we're, we're basically. And we haven't even talked about this tournament yet, right? So, no. What do we do? The question is, what do you do with the chalk, right? Um, Jordan Spieth is in good form, but I don't know Justin if he can handle Thomas this would be the shock. Lisa's on I agree. Him. I agree. I have to bet one guy. Like, out of McElroy, 11, Rom, 14, Spieth, 16, DeChambeau, 18, DJ, 18. Victor Hovland's an interesting guy, 20. He's on my paper. I, he's on my paper, he's, too. He's, but you know what? Hovland would be the top five kind of guy, you know, kicking. Yeah. But what he's about always there. What about Shoffley? I'm can we go so deep? It's, it's, <laughs> no, I, no, honestly, that's the it's, thing. It's like, remarkable. and you look at Brooks Kepka, Brian. He he plays major. Four, he's forty five fifty because of an injury. That's a stupid price. Like I don't care about it. Brooks Kepka's current form. He should be a thirty to one type of guy. He's like I'm seeing fifty. Like that's a great price for him. I, obviously, I got to narrow it down. But I guess your strategy is you go grenade hunting with like fifty five and over to start, and then you can you know maybe get involved with a guy like Justin Thomas. Or my, Victor my goal, if we need to. And, and you tell me, and, and believe me, you win all the time at this. I've had, <laughs> I, don't, I don't win all the time. Well, at we're, all. Fr- we're frustrated. <laughs> well, we're, we get, we get we finish second a lot. We're always there, yeah. But I think my mindset has always been, I mean, just as, as a strategy, to say if you go with guys that are 50, 60, I mean, I, I'll go 200 to 1. I don't care. But the bottom mm-hmm. line is if you come in with four guys and as a collective, if you can make it that uh, going into the weekend, your average return on the investment of the money you spent on the front end is something in the neighborhood of 25 to one, you've spread mm-hmm. out, you've given yourself a really good option. And then when you get to Friday, if you're breathing with your guys, it gives you a wiggle room. If you're toast on a stick, you can then still come back with a John Rom, let's say, who's five shots back on Friday night, but you mm-hmm. get him at 20 to one, a higher price than he was when the tournament started. And you know how many wire to wire winners are there. Usually someone gets their act together and comes from off the pace. 
Yeah, the, yeah, especially in this type of tournament, that's the thing. Like, don't worry if a guy is five or six back and you get him at like 60 to one. Like a perfect player who does that a lot is Justin Thomas. Like yes. when he's lingering, I, I don't worry about him being like six, sometimes seven shots back. I'm like, he can wake up. And if not for the delay at the Masters, I still think he would have been there, but we're, we're never going to know, right? Hideki won. But who do we fade? I guess the question is, there's a lot of guys we like, and we agree on top 10 okay, plays Kepke, or whatever. You got to fade Kepka. You think you're fade Kepka? Yeah. I, I, was thinking, I just think the name. I, I was how, about, how about DJ? He's not, I was thinking fading he's not 100%. DJ. DJ, I think about fading DJ. Um, I don't know how Morikawa is going to play at this course. Who, uh, by the way, we I, I did have it. I, I believe you had a chunk of him, didn't you? We, when he won in Northern California last year, yes. I had that one. How about that short par four? That, that's, that will be – that's one of the greatest – I mean, golf history maybe is a little much, but, it, I mean, the major play. Oh, yeah. That, that won the tournament the, when he drove it, what, like 15 feet on – I believe it was 16. He basically won the tournament on that shot. He did. So, so what Brits, like, I know you like Ty Hatton. Like, I don't know how he, like, we can, we got to narrow it down. I, I know what a guy that I'm not going to take is and the people, Matthew Fitzpatrick was kind of a disappointment last week and I'm glad I stayed away from him. Very surprising on that course. He thought he would be there with the big boys and he was nowhere to be found, Brian. Like he's a guy that you're always waiting for. And that's the thing about golf get betting. You don't want to be off somebody that you've taken before, but you also have to like get rid of guys. Like Patrick Cantlay is like a guy I won't be talking to for a while. He's like a friend that disappointed you. You're, you're not going to call him for a while. I'll talk to you like maybe next year. Like, what are you doing to me? Like, you know what I mean? I, I helped you move, but you don't, you don't help me when I need you type of thing. Like that guy is nowhere to be found. He could play well. I don't care. Um, Hatton's a guy that, you know, he can be there, but I don't really trust fully in Fitzpatrick. Like I want guys with pedigree, you know what I mean? Like, you talk about it. DeChambeau is a guy that's driving me nuts because he could win with his length, but I also don't trust him. His putter has absolutely been awful the last couple of tournaments. I'll tell you what we'll do. There's still a lot to dissect here. Kiowa Island uh, will give you the layout of the course, uh, all the different props and indexes and things that are offered. He's Cam Stewart. I'm Brian Blessing. It is Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Series 204. Love and Life, the second major tease-off tomorrow. Coming back to Vegas in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD+. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Back with you on Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing with my dear friend Cam Stewart. We are ready for the PGA Championship. Kiowa Island, the ocean course, par 72, 7,876 yards. Cam, the course is a beast to begin with, and it's almost 7,900 yards. What happens if the wind blows the other way? 
Oh, like, are they going to be going like that? Are they going to be going into like holes with like woods? Like that's 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 crazy. And you know, Ryan, Brian, it's a it's seaside, right? So you're going to get fluctuating winds. You're going to get this tournament actually could murder some people if you don't have the right proper mental game. There's going to be a lot of guys that tap out. I think we also have to look at like guys that are calm, who can shake off bogeys, won't get too crazy, because I think there's some doubles and triples out there, and you know that could derail people real quick. You know, the other thing on the mindset of the guys we've been talking about, when you're talking about the wind, and we mentioned Leishman, I, and I know you know, you're talking about some of these guys aren't bombers. Let me just throw this at If the wind kicks up 300 to 1, don't forget, I hit this one, the British Open, Mark Leishman, Louis Oosthuizen, in a playoff with Zach Johnson, who won, and I hit, I think you had a chunk of that too. I had Leishman and, I'm sorry, I had Louis and uh-huh. Zach Johnson in that playoff. I'm going, oh my God, if Leishman wins, I'll be sick to my stomach. Uh, and Zach Johnson wins the thing. But I would consider Louis Oosthuizen at 300 to 1, and I know he's not a long hitter, but Zach Johnson hits a very controlled, very good off the tee. Very low ball flight with a slight draw. Again, the, if, the, if we're, we're going on the premise, the forecast is not indicating this is going to happen, but the guys are all talking about that when the wind comes up, like they're anticipating it no matter what the forecast is telling you. Yeah, Louis in good form. Zach Johnson, yeah, I see 250, 300 to one there. Louis about 70. Uh, he's interesting. He's also in pretty good form. If you take a look at his uh, recent results, Louis Ustazen's playing some really good golf. You're never scared. He's always going to give you an honest effort, and he, he, he can be there. He's very steady Eddie, too. He's kind of calm. I like that. Here's the thing, Brian. I want to dig deep into some underdogs for people that like to, you know, throw some money on some stuff. We, we watch the European Tour, and there's a couple. Like, Garrick Higo has won two of the last, like, I think, four or five tournaments. He's 140 to 1. Uh, for people who don't know can this guy, imagine? he can play. Like, I'm, I have to put, like, five or ten bucks on him because – you, know you know where he went to school? Where? UNLV. He went to UNLV. Yeah, yeah. He, he, so he's from he, South Africa, he but he turned, went to Vegas. He yeah, turned crazy. pro, and they told him he was crazy for turning pro. And he's like, no, I got the game. I'm ready. Good for him. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, so people tell him he doesn't have the game, and he's won two, two events of the European Tour in, like, the last month and change. Watch out for this guy. I'm telling you. I, I, Brian, he won that tournament by nine shots, wasn't it? Like, he destroyed the field in, in the, one of the last tournaments. He's dangerous. Robert McIntyre has game. Like I'm looking at some of these guys at 150 to one going, this guy's a good golfer. Like Peters, Higo, McIntyre. Like Higo. that's the problem. I don't, Higo. Higo. <laughs> <laughs> I like we can, Higo. We can yeah, add, Higo. Him, add him to our little list. Hey, I'll put a, you gotta, you gotta sprinkle a couple ducats on him because, and another guy like his Coke rack. Like, you know what I mean? He's just, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like he's, he's, he, he could maybe top 20, but like some of these guys over 120 to one are good. Like Lee Westwood, 125, Brian, there's some quality players at bomb prices. It's kind of interesting. Hey, just as an aside, a nice sports story. And I'll tell you, it's a nice sports story because I was moderately miserable watching it, but then it cheered me up. I had Eddie Pepperell in the British masters in the final group with the lead. And it's amazing how a round can unravel. He missed, uh, the fairway by the two inches on the one hole, which cost him for going for the green. So he has to hit wedge in on the par five and he misses the three footer. And mm. then he lips out on, and it's like, you could just see the air come out of the balloon and he kind of faded away. But what a remarkable story, by the way, 
Richard oh, Bland. Richard Bland. I love Richard Bland. The poor guy. I know. 447th tournament. He's 48 years old. The guy went back to the qualifying or the European tour school, which mm-hmm. is really like the dub minor single A, and fought his way back, and he wins this event, gets a two-year exemption. Uh, it was really a cool – it's almost like a, make a movie about it. I agree with you. Like, I – you get it like it's weird. Like golf's one of those sports. Like I look at some other guys, like whatever. But I get emotional. Like when I watch a guy win on Sunday, I had I had no money on Richard Bland, but just watching his interview, that like I got choked up. Like when he, he was talking to his family. Oh yeah, it was or? crazy. Yeah, like he like his wife stuck with him. It's like man, this guy's been hanging on the edge. You got to go way, back. Is that not, and, is that not a cool thing? Honestly, the little things. Is that not a, a cool thing? That, that be, especially in the pandemic. But the guy walks off the 18th green after winning, whoever it may be, and they set him up, and he walks over to this big monitor, and he gets to talk to his wife and kids. Or, I, that, That's an awesome touch. I get full marks to the European Tour for doing it. No, I think the European Tour has done, done a fantastic job. And, no, I got pretty fired up with uh, Richard Bland. I love, the, I love those stories. What about – there was another one, too, on the senior tour, Dickie Pride. I almost like, like that. That was like straight-up craziness. Like, you see that guy when he wins. Like, these guys work hard. That's the thing about golf. You know, you have the – I'm going to say it. Justin Thomas is a golf from a golf family. Okay. He was born with a golf club in his hand. You know, he was going to be a protege, but then there's guys like Dickie pride. There's guys who, you know, were sleeping in their cars. There's guys who are doing this, losing Tennessee. I think he, I think he is from Tennessee. All I know is like, I was watching the senior tour and like, there's some, you know, there's, they're always Bernhard Langer, Robert Carlson guys that we know, you know, Mike Weir has been playing well, VJ. And then you see Dickie pride and Doug Barron, like battling it out. Right. Like, that was a big win. Like, and you saw in him, like, I break down too. Like, these guys, this is life-changing for them, right? They're guys who are – they don't get a paycheck half the time, and then all of a sudden you win a golf tournament? It's wild. You're a golf guy. You know how many guys are out there that are actually amazing? Uh, do you remember Lonnie Nielsen on the senior tour? Lonnie Nielsen. <laughs> Sounds like, an, that's like a Leslie Nielsen. Lonnie <laughs> Nielsen. Uh, like, honestly, like, my favorite was the boss of the Moss, Lauren Roberts. I love that guy. Yeah. Well, this guy hey, was this great guy, butter. This guy, Lonnie Nielsen. Uh, he was the head pro at Cragburn Country Club in East Aurora, New York. And I used to play in a Special Olympics golf tournament down in uh, Wellsville, Pennsylvania uh, every year. And this Lonnie Nielsen, he'd win every week on the Monday thing with all the Western New York pros. The guy was a machine. So the one round, where, and he could have gone and, and tried to play you know, pro and give it a go. He had, I think, health problems, wrists or something. Anyway, the guy was so good, they gave him a swank deal, and he never left his, his country club. He shows up. He, I'm playing in the group with him. He comes in. He walks. He was running late. It was like 90 minutes from where his club was. He gets there. He walks out of the car, walks up to the first tee. It's a dog leg left, par five at Wellsville Country Club. Snap hooks at OB. Like, he just jumped out of the car. And there's good money on the line for these guys in these things, right? He shoots 68. The, the first shot he hit was OB. He shoots 68. I watched him on a par five cam. There was a little Y, a, a, a hole in the trees, and he hits a two iron through this little Y, six feet for eagle. These guys are so unbelievable. Well, he ends up, you know, he went on the senior tour, and he won several times on the, on the senior tour. It's just the work they put in, but the fine line of how good some of these guys are, you've never heard of. No, it's true, and it's tough. And you, and you know there are certain guys that – are great, but they can't handle the mental aspect of the game, right? Like, remember, like, Tommy Tolles, like, he was supposed to be, like, a phenom. Like, 
you know, the, these guys and they're, they're wicked golfers. Like for every happy story you see, there's stories of people that, who's you know what the, I mean? Who's they, the guy with the gloves? Tommy Two Gloves Ganey. Tommy Ganey. Yeah, yeah he won on uh, the big break. Remember Tommy Two Gloves <laughs> yeah. Ganey? Yeah, so he won, he won. He won. I think he got one. Does he have one PGA tournament? But I remember watching him on the big I break. I used one, to love yeah. that. I used to love that show on the Golf Channel. It's actually funny. That was the best reality show on TV. Like, they actually, you know, put it put it over this and smash the glass. Like, well, Brian, it was, well, it was hey, a good show. And those guys, beauty. all those guys are good. Like, I knew one of the – one of my friends knew his buddy. Like, he was – I think he's a Canadian tour player. Like, there's some real good players on that uh, show. Real good. Oh, believe me. I, mean, I watched the big breaks. I've got that shot. I can break glass. The problem is I'm not trying to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll put out the neighbors. <laughs> yeah, bye, bye, neighbor. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I I can't wait uh, for this tournament. It's. I think it's going to be. I think this tournament's going to be one of the better ones because I think there's a lot of craziness to it. Like yeah, you said it, Brian. Like, it's got that open championship feel with the long course and like. Ah. Hey, well, man. Well, usually, though, the the PGA, you know, quote unquote, they say you know it's the best field every year mm. in golf and it, it really is plus you get the select pga wouldn't that be great if a club pro actually stepped up and competed just once you know it's like a big deal because many of these club pros get in and it's, yeah. it's like and they represent their course somebody the one guy who was the guy i think uh, a couple of years in a row didn't he he make the cut i think there's the pro from shinnecock or something yeah but wouldn't it be great though if one of these guys could actually be there on the first page of a leaderboard that'd be awesome It'd be tough though. The thing is they set up these courses, like they have their home courses. Like this is the course that I, I hate to say it. It's kind of going to separate the the pro, the club pro from the pro golfer. It's going to be, it's, it's kind of like a Brian. Beth Page Black thing. Yeah, isn't it? A exactly. Bit? Yeah. Like the, 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 that's the thing. Like, I think you have to look at the distance over four days and go like you, it's hard to take a small hitter here. Like it's just one of those things like over time it's hard. Right. And that's why, Rory and Justin Thomas and these other guys have a little bit of an advantage because they murder it. Like I, I Rory's Rory's scary right now. Like I don't I don't like the odds on him. Like if you gave me nineteen to one again instead of eleven, I bet him. But I can't bet him at eleven. I'm just curious. What do you make of this? The projected winning score is two seventy seven and a half. Eleven and a half under par. I'd say uh, I don't think it's going to be that good. I I think I'd be playing under. I or, think, like how do you from, I, how do you, I, I, what do you say over under I don't I, I think worse like I think the winning score I, will I be agree. eight no. under eight I'd say you'd nine play the, you would no, you'd, yeah you would play the under, like, I, under. I'm on I'm on board with that I think I think this course can really now you know you know there'll be a handful of guys that maybe you know go out there and fire the gun and you know throw a 64 or something out there mm -hmm. like, you know how hard it is to repeat a great round in back to back days but then this horse course can also step up and eat you alive exactly. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting, Brian. I think, uh, you know, we're going to have to take a look at these, the win players, guys on the European tour, I think will be very comfortable here. I, I just saw shots of the course. It looked absolutely stunning. Like, this is going to be a great, this looks like a wicked venue. Like, I'm very, very excited to see this course. Like, I remember 2012, but not like, you know what I mean? It's been a while, so it's going to be cool. I wish they'd have more types of courses like this. For the, Here's the thing, the PGA Championship, the heartbreak kid, Sean McKeel, is not going to win on a course like this. <laughs> the heartbreak. Uh, Cam, the greatest. You like that one, hey? You know, okay. Hey, nice I, guy, though. I met him at can, the Masters. That guy's really can nice. I, can I, it's a pat on the back for me. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, I played Oak Hill a week after the U.S. Open. McKeel win the PGA at Oak Hill, 
and TV does that shot no justice. The greatest golf shot I've ever hit in my life. Sean McKeel stiffed that seven iron two feet from the hole. <laughs> Out of the right fairway bunker, I hit a three iron six feet from the hole on 18 at Oak Hill and made the slider for birdie in the wow. dark. All I could see was the silhouette of the silhouette of the club. It's the greatest golf shot I ever hit. And you say Sean McKeel. <laughs> yeah, I like Sean McKeel. Greatest golf shot I ever hit was that putt I had with John Daly. I was like, hey, man, you're going to give me money if I hit the putt? It was like literally like a 45-footer, and I put it in. The guy looks at me and goes, I, I thought, oh, yeah, like first time, too. I'm not even lying to you. It was the crazy – it was almost like I felt like good. I'm like, I'm going to hit it. And there was like a thing we did for charity. I interviewed him and stuff. Was that man. Niagara Falls, Brian? It's when he's right remember, thund- remember Thundering hey. Waters when he was there doing the Niagara Falls, hit the ball I'm, over I'm stuff, so like, they sent me down there. Oh, <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll tell that story. I'll make it, yeah. give, you, give you time to do justice to us i'm up against the clock love you bud yeah have a good one buddy great info and we're coming back to vegas there's a preview of the pga championship thanks for joining us on vegas sportsbook radio sirius 204 and on the sports grid radio network sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com is joint pain keeping you down it's time to bounce back with the help of uzu cbd plus that's y-u-z-u-c-b-d-plus.com featuring gummies delicious chocolates capsules and lotions Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. With you to wrap up our number one of Vegas Sportsbook Radio from the KSHP studios here in Vegas. Glad to be with you on the Sports Grid Radio Network Series Channel 204. Don't forget, you got Scott Farrell coming up at 4 p.m. Eastern. Our work is not done, though. Our number two, Jeff Sherman's going to join us from the Superbook. Really dive into the PGA Championship with our good friend Jeff Sherman. And Mark Lawrence will join us from PlaybookSports.com. Mark, based in South Florida. Hey, he's been a long-time Florida Panthers season ticket holder. We'll get his take on what's going on with the Panthers and the Lightning. So we still got some good stuff coming your way. But there's something in the water in baseball. I mean, you got to explain this to me. Tuesday night, Spencer Turnbull from the Detroit Tigers tosses a no-hitter at the Seattle Mariners. First of all, Seattle now has been no-hit twice in a two-week span. And it is the fifth no-hitter very early in this major league season. No-hitters used to be special. I mean, what's going on? All these hitters taking catnaps. He had a great game, though. Uh, Turnbull had nine strikeouts, threw 117 pitches, 77 of them were strikes. So quite an accomplishment. Spencer Turnbull, hats off to you, tosses a no-hitter at the Mariners. Uh, Always a Big deal in baseball for those fun milestones. So Spencer Turnbull, little dose of immortality, uh, saying that he was able to throw a no-hitter. All right, we're going to come back, take a break. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius Channel 204, and the Sports Grid Radio Network. This is such a great time of year. You got, we just said baseball, you had the no-hitter. The NBA playoffs, now the Stanley Cup playoffs. 
the PGA Championship this week. I mean, it's just the tip of the iceberg, all the cool things that are going on. And just the nature of the beast, how fast time flies. Trust me, we'll have all kinds of news and notes with OTAs and mini camps. Training camp will be here before you know it. And we'll be doing the deep dive on the NFL and hoping fans are back like we're seeing in hockey for a full-fledged college football season. It's a great time to be talking sports and a great place to do it for you right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network and on Sirius Channel 204.